try to. Okay, well, it's been a while. It is. It's, uh, this is the sixth episode. The battery battery level on the recorder is looking low, but hopefully, oh, <laughs> hopefully we'll make it through. We'll just edit it out if, it's, if it dies on us. But welcome to the sixth episode. Um, a lot has been going on. So me and uh, Jay have both been out of out of town for past couple of weeks. He's been he's been rolling with the baseball. Got the got the kids playing baseball on the weekends, and um, me and my wife went on a trip to Florida. I was trying to ask for some some leases down there for to we hunt went, some Osceola. We went the same weekend. You didn't even invite me to go. Oh uh, well, I, I was in Daytona. Listen, I ain't ever going back to Orlando for a day. Ooh. I'm telling you, I was. I mean, it was fun. I really enjoyed it, but it was just like a lot. I mean, I was just like, man, oh, that's a lot of money for one day. It's, a lot it's of just money better to go go and all. It. Yeah, it's better to go for like a three day trip or something. But um. Yeah, no. So we're uh, we're starting back up here, and we're getting into turkey season. So uh, today, I know when this airs, it probably aired right before actual turkey season. But today, this weekend was youth opener, and uh, I ended up taking taking a kid yesterday and this morning before church. So um, it's been pretty cool. But we're kind of we're we're getting ready for actual turkey season for us to kill a turkey. Um, but yeah, my plans are pretty much, I've got a place over in Effingham County on the river and then I've got a place here in Oak Park. So it's kind of, it's two different situations. I was, I've never hunted on the river before, especially with turkeys and those birds are, they got a little bit more mass to them. They're, I mean, <laughs> that, that bird, that, that bird, that kid killed yesterday. Yeah. It was about a two to three year old bird, but it weighed like nineteen pounds. Yeah, I mean it's and it. I mean it was a sure enough big turkey, and I, I was like, golly. I said, I, I, and I went to look at the hooks. I was like, well, those hooks ain't ain't really that, you know, long. So, um, but but nah. So Jay, I mean, I I know you're you're more of the deer fanatic, but I know you you and Kellen or y'all y'all love the turkey hunt and everything else. And you killed a turkey in Kansas last year too, didn't you? Yeah, last two years I killed one in Kansas. And, yeah, mm-hmm. like you asked me a while ago, do I go? I used to go a lot and call. I used to bow hunt all the time. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do – I would not do anything but bow hunt a turkey. I said, I'm not killing a turkey until I kill it with a bow. Which that <laughs> rattled on for a while, and then yeah. things take over. I had a softball ministry, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I got some friends in Kansas. Now I just go with people that can call. Thankfully, I got kids that can call, yeah. son-in-laws and you and mm-hmm. and my buddy in Kansas. He had always – he always just – I mean, they they were set up. All I had to do was get to Kansas, and I had uh, a bird in my lap by mm-hmm. daylight, you know, and it, so that's awesome. But, mm-hmm. And then we got to enjoy the rest of the trip. But yeah, I killed a couple with 10-inch beards and – uh, were those yeah. were those Rios? No, nah, they're still they're eastern. still Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you so you're on the just Eastern a little bit. And get yeah, because I know Kansas is right there at that line where you have the Rios and the Eastern. Yeah, I actually have an invite to go to Nebraska this year. I don't know if I'll get to go, but mm-hmm. I got some buddies in Nebraska that uh, you actually have both Easterns and yeah. Rios in at, at his place and. And then we can always slip down to where you were at in Orlando. You can slip out there and get an Osceola. Real I quick, so. That's what me and my buddy was planning on. We want to do a slam next year, but we just got to – it takes a lot of time it to do that. And you got to – because we want to try to 
kill it and want like basically with a Kansas lease, we want to try to get one, get a lease where it's like both yeah, deer and yeah, oh, deer yeah, in the Rios, and then we can figure out the Osceola. I think feel like the Osceola being so close, Florida so close, it won't be that much of a problem. But then the uh, the Merriam, I guess it is. So just trying yeah, to figure out a place. Yeah, like Texas. So actually, I think I might actually. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Miriam's what I'm chasing in Nebraska. I don't know. I mean, I do care about them. I, mm-hmm. I like. I'm, I'm a hunting fanatic. Mm-hmm. I don't. I like to hunt. That's so right. Whatever it is, deer. But mm-hmm. I want to hunt some bigger game. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll go to. I'll get an Osceola one day. I got a couple of Easterns and Rio mm-hmm. and Miriam maybe, but definitely one of them. But yeah, I would love to go and like. My dream hunt's elk hunting. I want to go yeah, and do go do a boat bow elk hunt and. But I know that's going to be later down the pot after I get all those house stuff situated. So, um, a lot to come. But, no, um, so youth season ended up starting out great, man. We we ended up we ended up getting one right at 7.30 in the morning yesterday. It, yeah, you couldn't, that joke, that was a you, you couldn't You couldn't paint a better picture. We we ended up just walking in, and the uh, and it was really it – was, it was one gobbler with – like two hens because the hens were talking back to me when I was calling. But man, I kind of just we were we were alongside the slough, so that's what I'm kind of learning about them is mm-hmm. the river turkeys. Like they like to be right for where this area is. They be right there on the sloughs, kind of you know they don't away like from the river. That water. Oh, they you can get them on your side. But well, listen, once I, they get there, I've I've always heard it was a myth. Like it was, it was, it's not. You can't call them over water. Oh, you can. Oh, you can. I found that out the other day because, and I could have probably educated them, but apparently I didn't because we ended up killing one. <laughs> but I went out there about a weekend before, and I was like, I'm just gonna see what's out here. I tried hooting. Yeah. I, I guess they don't like like the alcohol on the, on the river. I don't know, but I ended up just basically doing a little cut and just a little little cluck, and man, they. Three of them just hammered. I was like, okay. I was like, well, heck, they're all the way, across, you know, almost on the deep part of the water on the sloughs. I was like, they ain't going to fly over. Sure enough, all I heard And them three of them suckers just came out there, and they just both hammered. I said, nah, I need to get out of here. So I ended up bailing out. But, um, but no, we ended up setting up, and, and man, I, I called, and that sucker just hammered. And, I mean, he – he gained about – he traveled about 100 yards within maybe, like, four minutes. Yeah. I mean, he he was – and he had those two hens, too. They were cutting back with me, too. And and they started coming up, man. And, and that, that kid, he uh, – his name's Jackson. Jackson <laughs> Jackson saw him. I didn't even see this. I was too busy being a turkey. I had, I had the strutter in my hand and everything. And at that turkey coming around the corner, he was about 30 yards from Jackson, and he just folded him and, and the his dad was with us too. His dad was behind me while I was calling. And man, the way him and his dad just went up, hugged each other, and high five. And man, you couldn't ask you couldn't ask for a better situation. It was just so awesome. And um, just being able to see the kids face light up. You know, man, man I told him I said, I said, is this better than duck hunting? He said, Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's what I thought. I said, I try to tell you. Yeah. But uh, but no, I, I love duck hunting. It's just something about. Something about, tur- something about turkey hunting, man. It's just you. Most time it's in whatever moment you in. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, no, we're going to end up, 
We're going to end up trying to get Kellen one. See if we can get Kellen one yeah, sometime we'll soon. I, I'm I'm excited about that. See him. Has he shot a turkey before? No. No. Um, we've Cliff takes him. My son-in-law mm-hmm. takes him pretty regular. Um, he we had a baseball tournament yesterday and one on one sports won the tournament yesterday. So mm-hmm. uh, that was all good. But uh, we uh, and then he he was at he was out out of town today. So we just. Uh, Maybe next week, but you know, next week's for the adults. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. But he uh, he's been there and he's heard them gobble and they've mm-hmm. not just not come in. But yeah. we want a he won a four ten shotgun at the turkey banquet Friday night. Man. So we'll have that thing set up ready to go. That'll be his turkey Ooh. gun. It's already got a turkey. Was it, was it Benelli? What was it? No, nah, it's a John Daly. Just okay. a single shot four ten. Yeah. But uh, let's still put one. Down. Yeah, I mean, it's still, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a four ten. It's got a good. I mean, you know, I just got to spend fifty dollars on a box of shells, and about yeah. ten dollars a piece for a four ten. But oh man, it is what it is. Those fe- I bought some TSS Federals. Yeah, that's exactly what the uh, the seven seven and nine shot blend. Five of them in a case, seventy three dollars. That's what it is for. A I said, dude. I said, I'm not because I was wanting to sight in my red dot on on my turkey <laughs> gun. And I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to use it with buckshot. Yeah, I was fixing to use some of them long beer yeah. Winchester uh, turkey like loads. I was. I said, I think I might get him some double out buck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not wasting these sons again because yeah, no, Lord of mercy. Crazy. I thought this thing better. He better. Right his blood better be coming out with gold whenever I shoot him in the head. Yeah. But. uh but no, that's that's awesome. So we're uh, yeah, and we need to go out there and and check, you know, see where they're at, see where they're roosted at, and, and that's what I kind of. That's kind of what you said that while ago, and I didn't I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. you know, and we we'll, we can attribute we can also make the analogy of the way it is with the word. People make general statements mm-hmm. like a turkey won't fly across water. If a turkey lives in this river mm-hmm. swamp, he's going to mm-hmm. fly across water because yeah. he's used to doing he's, it every He's going to have to. Well, that's just <laughs> his life. stay on a li- island. But yeah. now you get one out of some pine thicket or whatever, they ain't going to fly the branch. But, Mm-mm. you know, again, it kind of goes back to everything else. What are we doing during turkey season? They chasing a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. So if they uh, were there by themselves on a pine hill and mm-hmm. they think there's a girl on the next pine hill, you, they just like me and you. They, you buy a tank of gas or, mm-hmm. or fly to slew to get there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it just it depends on the turkey and how he's exactly he's right. how, how he's feeling that morning. These animals have brains. I mean, yeah, I mean, yesterday morning it was like you couldn't do. You, there was no way to not call that turkey. I mean, you yeah. could have made whatever. Not he just comes. I, I mean, he just you sound somewhat like a hen. He's coming, but this morning. Man, this morning was a frustrating morning. <laughs> I, I had two two different situations. I had them gobbling, and they sounded like they were getting closer and then just held up, man. It was yeah. just like, just did not want to come any closer. And, yeah, I stayed there for about 30 minutes to an hour, but I was like, man, I got to get to church too. <laughs> so yeah. the that's, that's the one thing the about Sunday morning. Away. They ain't going to leave a hen that they can see that, to come. The first one I had, yeah, the first one I had, he had a set of hens <laughs> with him. He wasn't, he wasn't moving at all. He'd gobble. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't move at all. The second one was actually alone, but he was over on the other side of the dirt road, and we're like, "Oh Lord, here we go!" Because it's not our property, so we're like, "Okay, we'll see if he just comes." He was not crossing that dirt road, so yeah. we ended up just saying, "You know what? We gotta go to church." But yeah. um, but yeah, no. So I kind of just encourage everybody to just get out there, um, Absolutely. try to get out there before the weekend. Do some scouting. Just try to hoot, see if you can find where they're roosting at, somewhere in the general area, and just kind of have a game plan because really 
a lot of time, like we wouldn't have killed that bird yesterday if it wasn't for me going out there. Because I mean, yeah. I've never been on that oh, property. Yeah. I mean, I never been on that property except for a handful of times. And I was like, man, I gotta go out there before we even try it. Because I mean, we might waste an hour. Because I wasted an hour trying to hoot and call the day I was trying to roost them and see where they were at, and they nowhere near where I thought they were gonna be. They were right there on them sloughs. So, um, but but yeah. So I, I kind of just encourage everybody to get out there. You know, take you. Take take whoever to you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really fun. I love k- killing a turkey and I love harvesting them, but man, it's really fun getting to see somebody else just you, enjoy man, it. So. The older I get, watching a kid. I mean, you know, if I'm gonna go chase something, if it's a, you know, if I'm gonna go deer hunting, I'm gonna chase something over 150 inches somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, but I mean, outside of that. Letting these kids kill deer, mm-hmm. which I'm an old grandpa, papa, you know, some <laughs> yeah. grandkids. But even my kids and anybody, anybody else's kids for that matter, watching mm-hmm. them have fun and succeed. And anybody really as their first time, even mm-hmm. adults, you know. Yeah. Seeing them enjoy something for the first time, something you kind of take for granted now, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's better than, I mean, what what mean you want to go out and kill a 6.4? Yeah. It means the world to no. some folks. I mean, you got a dozen of them, you know, or more. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, it's... It's something that I encourage everybody to do, and I think that's what what me and Billy talked about on the last episode was just him taking his son out there, just enjoying the time. They might not see nothing, they might not hear hear a single thing, but man, it's just it's being able to get spend time with your kids and your loved ones and whoever you're out there with for them to see the passion that you have for um, for the outdoors. So, um, but but yeah, so. We're 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 in Matthew ten, um, ten and eleven. Um, Jay, what 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 kind of basically? I mean, I'm gonna let you start this off on the disciple yeah. side, just because I, I I've read I read it a while back and I didn't get to refresh this morning. Um, just being crazy, chasing turkeys and going trying to rush to church. But yep. um, what 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 did kind of these these two chapters speak to you about? Well, Matthew ten is a. Uh... It starts off, basically it starts off with a list of the disciples, but Jesus mm-hmm. calls them in. Actually, the last part of nine is he tells the disciples to pray mm-hmm. for, you know, because the, the harvest is plentiful, but mm-hmm. the laborers are few. So he asked right. to pray about that in the last one of nine. And mm-hmm. then lo and behold, in 10, he calls them all together and he sends them out with the authority to heal. And, mm-hmm. and uh, But he also, 10 especially, he tells them, they're not going to be welcomed. They're going to face a lot of persecution, even right. beatings and jail. And mm-hmm. and uh, he tells them that that's coming. You know that mm-hmm. that if you are if you serve the Lord, you're going to run into some. It's that's never right. nobody's ever, and we ain't fixing to sit here and say that the gospel is going to be that once you get saved, your life's going to be just rainbows and butterflies. Exactly. I mean, it is, and I feel like a lot of times the gospel's watered down these days because they're trying to let they're trying to be all inclusive and we're supposed mm-hmm. to love everybody don't take that the wrong way but mm-hmm. if you don't at least let these people know that you know you're never gonna you're ne- you're always gonna have somebody that has your back that's right god's always got you you're never gonna perish because of him but mm-hmm. there's gonna be some tough stuff because this world is evil and it's gonna bring it a lot of it against you once mm-hmm. you get saved and they want to, they want you to turn from it but and if we don't at least people let let people know that then we're setting them up for some mm-hmm. disappointment so yeah. but um that's 10 and then he sends them out and he tells them you know if you're not welcome dust off your the shoes off your or the, mm-hmm. 
dust off your feet and move on to the next one. And then he kind of gets into um, kind of telling some of these. What really speaks to me in 10 is that he actually condemns some cities like Capernaum mm-hmm. and them, and he tells them. They've seen so many miracles, and this speaks to us. We've seen so many miracles and so much evidence of God, but yet they still didn't believe. Now, these are Jewish people who didn't want to accept Jesus as the Messiah, not that they didn't believe in God. They were Jews, mm-hmm. and they were Orthodox Jews, and and uh, they just didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. But uh-huh. he performed enough miracles, which kind of leads into 11 with John the Baptist, but um, he told them, you know, he's condemning them, saying even if Sodom and Gomorrah had seen the, the uh miracles that mm-hmm. you've seen, they would have repented and got saved. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in Sodom and Gomorrah, if you don't know, is kind of the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Sodom and Gomorrah as a city, it's kind of like talking about Hitler as a human being. Yeah. It was the worst of the worst. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and he, Jesus said, this is Jesus speaking, said, if they'd have seen the miracles that you've seen in Sodom mm-hmm. and Gomorrah, they would have got saved, but yet you still won't believe. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. And, and so that's what really spoke to me in 10 is that all the miracles we see, and and especially those that are that are lost, you know, you can't. I'm not condemning anybody, but you see all this evidence of God, and you contribute it to luck and circumstance, coincidence, and those type things, and that's just not the way it is. Or, you know, evolution that we came from apes and mm-hmm. such as that. But um, you still don't believe, mm-hmm. and and I mean, what else do you need? I mean, you know, there's you can't have faith, which is the ultimate gift, if all if you rely on constant proof. If all you can right. be convinced is by proof, and then you don't accept the proof that's put before you, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, that's where ten. That's kind of how I take ten is that way. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, because then, like, I mean, if if God was to to show us, hey, look, here I am, you know, if He showed a physical, you know, Jesus came up right now, popped us in the room, like. We God calls us to have faith. He calls mm-hmm. us to to believe in Him. I mean, really, if it takes if it takes for you to have to see a visual thing of Jesus or do something like that's mm-hmm. not God. Billy said it this morning, and it, I mean, it, it was spot on. I mean, yeah. God is who not control controls us, but God basically holds everything for us. Like he, he is in control. Exactly. But he didn't create robots. He created exactly. beings with free will. Right, and that's what And he, then because mm-hmm. of Adam and Eve in the garden, we this world fell into sin, and we're born into sin, so we have to get saved. But, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know. I, young, young, you kind of wish you didn't have to mm-hmm. fight the fight and make the choices and mm-hmm. all to be saved and all that, but... I don't, you know, I'm not, I, me especially, it's kind of one of my character flaws. I can't, I'm not great with authority, and I'm not great with being told what to do. But but I, but I could not be as in love with Christ and the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. if it was dictated to me. There's a dip, dip, difference between a subscription and a prescription. If it was prescribed yeah. to me and I had no choice, I wouldn't be as deeply in love to something I mm-hmm. subscribe for. You know, it's like a doctor, he prescribes you medicine, you got to take it. Mm-hmm. Subscriptions, a magazine or something you pay for, so mm-hmm. I can have the pleasure. Mm-hmm. We subscribe to Connection Church. Mm-hmm. You know, um, speed limit's prescribed to mm-hmm. us if you want to just use one thing. So yeah. I feel like the fact that we do have a choice and we do have to ask the Holy Spirit into our lives and our souls and our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's that, the same thing of like, I mean, when you're talking, you know, basically in 10, talking about them doing, you know, Jesus doing the miracles, giving mm-hmm. them the authority, and saying that people 
people will not, you know, people will look down on you and people will give you, you know, yeah. the roughest time. And, it's, you know, looking at those Pharisees and the Jews, they were living by over the law. They got so, con- like, contempt and so comfortable with just being over the law and not exactly and not understanding the love of God and the love of Jesus and that is why you're there God did not want basically like you like you said he didn't want robots he wanted love he wanted his people that he created to love him and for them to love him he knew that was going to be something that didn't and so therefore that's why there's a consequences of heaven and hell Um, but therefore too like you can't you can try beating over that somebody with the head with the Bible and telling them all these things, but until they actually grasp that love, that that want to, hey, I know there's a God. He loves me. He's created all this around me. Yep. Like I don't, I don't need anything else. Like, I feel His love. I have that faith, and that's when and we talked about it last week with Billy is just putting that faith into action. And when you put that faith into action, there's going to be there's going to be people that are going to persecute you, everything else, oh, yeah. just try to make your life literally a living hell. I mean, no no, no better words to say it. And and I think it's kind of funny, but I think Denzel Washington said this. He said, he said, you know, if the devil, the devil, if, you're, if the devil's not coming after you, yeah. that, that means you, you ain't doing something gotcha. right. Exactly. So you're going to have hard times, whether it be from actual people or the yeah. devil. And, and a lot of times it's just both. Yeah. So, um, but no, I thought that was, re- that well, was really and it, good. And it's the same, not the same thing, but it carries on into 11 that, mm-hmm. you know, John the Baptist is my big thing in 11 mm-hmm. is John the Baptist who had gone before and was declaring mm-hmm. Jesus as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He was in prison and he sent him disciples to say, hey, are you the one? Mm-hmm. You know, and he's been declaring him for years and has known since he was mm-hmm. in the womb that Jesus was the Messiah. But, you know, you kind of figure, and this is where we as Christians, you know, you're going to have doubts, you're going to have questions, you're going to have low points in your life, but that's where you don't, what did John do? He went to the expert. He mm-hmm. went to Jesus to find answers exactly. instead of the world or theology or the mm-hmm. Jews or some writings. He sent his disciples to ask him. And what mm-hmm. did Jesus do? Jesus did him. Mm-hmm. He said, tell him yes and mm-hmm. also tell him these miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, He said, yes, I'm him. You know I'm him, but here's some more proof. Mm-hmm. Now, that's kind of contradictory. Did he need the proof or whatever? But yeah. that's... John had faith his whole life, but at his mm-hmm. lowest point in prison, and he went through way more than any of us have ever gone through, mm-hmm. except for maybe Paul. Mm-hmm. But and he needed some reassurance, and Jesus gave it to him. He'll give us the same reassurance. It won't be in healing the sick. Mm-hmm. He can if he wants to, but that's usually yeah. And you have to see that like the faith that John had, because yeah. also too of just like John's disciples thought like, hey, like you're the like thought John was the Messiah. Yeah. And John's like, no. Yeah. I'm not like it is Jesus. Jesus is he's he's coming like Mr. he yep. exactly and for him to just basically devote his whole life to God and like he could he could at any point just been like yeah I'm that dude yeah but he he knew that he wasn't he he had that faith and had that he knew where his authority that that word authority comes back into he knew where his authority came from and you know how tempting mm-hmm. it had to be I mm-hmm. mean even I mean John was a like I said, he, he he ate bugs and camel hair and all of that. He could have pulled a you know, Pharisee a in lot a real of, quick. Like, well, yeah. there's a lot of us and a lot of preachers out there. People mm-hmm. start 
you know, pinning roses on you, telling you how awesome mm-hmm. you are. It feels pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. And you, you can you can forget and mm-hmm. say, no, this is this is all about him. Exactly. You know? And uh, and that's yeah. yeah, that's where I think people a lot of people can bring that into your life of, oh man, you you shot this you know this deer you know and. I don't know, Kansas, man, I mean, Booner, I mean, man, you did awesome. Man, I mean, all honestly, if God didn't create that animal, I wouldn't have been able to shot it. Or if God wouldn't have, you know, I mean, heck, God probably told that deer to come to us. I mean, you you never know. Like, you have to give everything credit to God. I mean, he created it, right. Exactly. And the thing is, is that, and I've seen this in so many arenas, softball, Mm -hmm. archery, hunting, Mm -hmm. fishing, you know, life in general, coaching now. Work. People think mm-hmm. success makes them a better human being, and it absolutely mm-hmm. does not. You know, you can succeed to the nth degree. You can win all the games or mm-hmm. shoot all the big deer you want to. That doesn't make you a good human being. Your relationship with the Lord makes you a better human being, but how mm-hmm. you treat others, and that's what Jesus said was mm-hmm. the second most how you love your neighbor and how you love others, that's mm-hmm. what makes you a man and makes you a, or, or human, a better human being. It ain't got to do with what you accomplish. Exactly. Accomplishments are nothing if you're not dedicating them to the Lord. They're just, exactly. you know, and when you go to heaven, ain't none of that going to matter. And you can look at it like, because I know a lot of people think about the passage of, you know, it's harder for a camel to fit through an eye of a needle yep. than for a rich man to go to heaven. Yeah. That's true because a lot of times when you have all that money, you think, "Oh, my life is good. Like I ain't got to worry about anything. I ain't got to worry about bills. I ain't got to worry about." You don't have to lean on the Lord for anything. Exactly, but you find a lot of times those people that have a lot of money when they set away from God, yeah, they're miserable. They they that's all they have is money. But if let's just say you do have you do have you make pretty good money, mm-hmm. you use that. You use that gift that God, because God gave you that money. God mm-hmm. gave you the su- success. He opened the doors for you to be able to have that success. And you use that asset to bring glory to him, whether it be donate money to a church, use it for helping whoever. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be it could be anything. And so I think that's another good point of your success in life of what God is always God is always basically ha- having a hand on something, well, no matter what kind of success you have. I don't want to talk about it too much, and I, I, I promise you it's not a brag. It's a literal change. Mm-hmm. I, You know how swole I was when I was working with y'all. I've mm-hmm. been swole up for a long time, mm-hmm. sometimes real big. Mm-hmm. And it, I got all kind of accolades, and people would, you know, how much you bench? And they just, mm-hmm. like you as a teenager, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I took that validation for myself until 2016. I dedicated it to the Lord and mm-hmm. created what I call Swole for Souls. It's just a presence on social media is all it is. But, but once I dedicated it to him, I got stronger. But more than that, mm-hmm. it's people. People like Every time I go to the gym, I was in Valdosta a couple times this week. Kids mm-hmm. come up. They, they're not kids. They're your age. Mm-hmm. But I'm old. You know, and they want to talk. I got a Swole for Souls shirt or a man mm-hmm. of God. I make sure I advertise it's all about God, and mm-hmm. it just, it flourished. I got stronger. I got more encounters, mm-hmm. and I count the wins by the accomplishments now are people that I'm able to sow a little seed into mm-hmm. or sometimes a big seed, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it has to get you out of your comfort zone sometimes, mm-hmm. but if you dedicate it to the Lord, it's going to flourish. If you just want to mm-hmm. kill big deer, you just want to win archery contests or baseball or coach or whatever, 
if you're just doing it for yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to get some temporary stuff, and it's going to be good. But once you realize, exactly. it's kind of like watching that kid kill a turkey and mm-hmm. Kellen kill his deer and mm-hmm. watching them kids win a baseball game. Once you're doing it for them and for the Lord, mm-hmm. man, it's so much better. Uh, it, it, make, it makes you sleep a lot better at night. Yeah, feeding the ego is it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun. But feeding into the the Father's business, the kingdom work, mm-hmm. is what the roast calls it, um, it's everlasting, and it's mm-hmm. way more joyful. It's kind of like making a choice to love Christ mm-hmm. versus being dictated to. It's, it's, it's yeah. a, but a lost person will never know that until they come to know the Lord. Exactly. They'd be out there, they win all these games. They think it's awesome, but mm-hmm. if they ever get saved, they realize there's a whole other peak. That, that yeah, because there's always an end to something. You can't, you can't play sports forever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can't hunt forever. I mean, I know there's some people that just can't, like they can't pull a bow back or they can't really just even shoot a rifle. I mean, it's just they're – you can't do these earthly things forever, but you know what you can do forever is love the Lord because yes, that's what you're going to – if you love the Lord and you for sure have asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, you'll be with him forever, and you'll have a body where you'll be able to do all those and, things again. And you can't love – you can't love people without mm-hmm. loving Christ. You can't love the Lord and not love people. Right, because God and is so love. when you do love the Lord, even mm-hmm. if you can't pull a bow back or even mm-hmm. if you can't go anymore – you put you invest into other people and you mm-hmm. get just as much or more enjoyment mm-hmm. out of that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be the guy climbing the trees and pulling the triggers. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm living exactly. right now with my grandchildren. And mm-hmm. We went last week, I caught a nine-pound bass, and Kellen caught one that weighed about five or six. Mm-hmm. And it was way more excitement in the boat when Kellen caught oh, one yeah. that weighed five and a half. Um, Without a doubt. It's just, you know, it's, it's just... It's just when you love people, even mm-hmm. if they're not family, when you see, when they succeed, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of folks had a lot of fun yesterday watching a bunch of little eight-year-old boys yeah. win the tournament, you know, and it wasn't because we were putting any loads on ourselves. It's because we – It's an accomplishment for <laughs> them. invested for them. Yeah, yeah. You, you've spent that time with them. You've shown them, hey, this is this is the way to do it. Y'all ha- you, God has given you all the ability to play this game and to be able to – you know, dig it out and make sure you work hard for it. And as long as you are able to push into the push into them that the work ethic and the love of Christ, man, you can't ever go wrong. I don't have kids yet, but I can tell like that's what helped me through my childhood is my parents just telling me, look, yep. as long as you work hard, you make sure you have a job, whatever job you have, work it hard and work it for the glory of God, and that's all that matters. So, um, well, we're, we're kind of hitting that 30-minute mark. Um, yep. So, we'll uh, – j- y'all just remember, you know, think, stuff is going to be tough through <laughs> when, when you're following Christ and whenever you're trying to do whatever you're doing for the will of God. It's, it's going to be tough, but – um, the next the next couple episodes, I don't know which episode we're going to have them on. We're going to have uh, Clint Gerald on here. He is the game warden for um, for Tattnall County, and he he's always been an inspiration of mine too, just of how much he knows about turkeys. Since mm-hmm. it's kind of turkey season, I definitely want to bring him in. He uh, he he does. A, he's going to talk to us about conservation of turkeys, what we could probably yeah, do to help. Um, because we know that the limit for Georgia has went from three to two. Last year it went from three to two, and then also they shortened the season as well. So we we want to be able to kind of help out that process, not not only for our sake but for our kids' sake. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you want to be able to let them have, like we just talked about, being able to share, share them the outdoors. So 
Um, but we, we, we really appreciate y'all uh, coming on and listening to this episode, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, I mean, we want to have a feel-good message every time, but Matthew 10 and 11 just makes mm-hmm. – it keeps it real. It tells you that it's not going to be butterflies and some of what the disciples and all went through, but um, we don't want that to discourage anybody. It's, it's still the most awesome life you can live is having a relationship with the Lord. But, yeah, right. we'll see you all soon with hopefully some guests. Appreciate y'all. Y'all pray for us. We'll pray for you.